One of the most difficult things that I have had challenges with in my life and have found that mindfulness practice has helped tremendously has been the constant change that we go through in life. And it feels like right now that there are doors closing. There are certain things and certain situations and certain relationships that are ending. And what I used to do was I used to get so caught up in my thoughts about these things. And it was always, there was always some aspect of me believing that it, that it was all my fault or that it had something to do with me. And it's not to say that I don't want to take responsibility for my part in any interactions with other people or in any situations where I feel, or it's obvious that, you know, it could be just the way that I feel. It could be, uh, you know, more empirical, uh, that where I have not necessarily fulfilled all of my responsibilities or kept my side of the bargain, so to speak, in situations uh, that are in my life or commitments that I've made. But in this particular case, I'm finding that there is right now, there's the, these doors are closing, not for any specific reason. And that is one of the things I do want to mention is that I found that there is a tremendous difference. And I've learned this through practicing mindfulness, that there is a difference between taking a real close look and questioning why these things, you know, any, not so much why these things are happening. I started to say that, and then I realized that's not really the point of this. I know it's natural and human to want to know why certain doors are closing, why certain situations that we have been involved in or relationships or connections with people, no matter, you know, that what, what, you know, no matter how deep those are. And in some cases they're not deep at all or not, not terribly deep. But what I find is that it is all of the wondering why that really leads me astray. And so I, as I was saying before, one of the things that I do find very beneficial is to take an objective look. And this is a look that I would basically kind of a, and not a deep dive, but really just to objectively question and take a look at my role in whatever interaction or relationship or situation that I have been in. And this is, you know, basically, you know, just taking an honest look at it, uh, but at the same time, not doing it in a way that where I'm setting myself up for failure, where I'm setting myself up for self-blame, to not love myself uh, unconditionally, or to, or, you know, setting myself up to judge myself harshly. If I have made mistakes, if there's things that I should have done that I didn't do or things that I did that I shouldn't have, what I want to do is really just take a look at that. And I found that through the practice, it has made it much easier for me to th review things where I'm not really thinking about it. What I'm really doing is just revisiting something and trying to look at it as objectively as I can. I know as a human being, it's hard to be completely 100% objective, but what I find that really works well is that in the absence of me being able to be 100% objective, that I can at least be aware of when I'm starting to believe something about what I think about what I have done or not done in any particular interaction. And that is really what I am finding this week. And actually, it's been really since the first of the year, there have been 
changes that have just taken place for what appears to be no particular reason. And I'm not so much caught up in the stories or really getting wrapped up in the, 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 the doors closing, so to speak. It's really about being able to benefit from mindfulness practice in that I can be fully human. I, and, I, and that's something that I used to be afraid of. I was afraid of going into new relationships or new interactions with people that I encountered on my journey or committing to something new, uh, whether it be a work project or a hobby or something in the community or something personal even. And found that one of the things that was really difficult for me was change was hard enough as it was. And I, and I did struggle most of my life with it. And I still find myself from time to time uh, struggling with that. I don't know that I'll ever be able to transcend that completely or rise above that. I think that life presents us with enough change and enough, you know, uh, unpredictability that it is really more about being able to pay attention to how my mind, it's kind of like riding a wave. And that's really what I found is that I am surfing a wave, but I'm not caught up in being the person that's staying upright, I'm going to fall off that surfboard, metaphorically speaking. Sometimes I am going to have difficulties and challenges, and it's you know sometimes I'm going to it's I'm going to get hurt, uh, and I'm not saying catastrophically hurt, but I'm saying that sometimes you know change doesn't feel good, no matter how much I try to paint a positive picture or try to make it as palatable as possible. Sometimes it just doesn't feel good. And that's really what I am focusing on is that the being able to embrace the, these doors closing, certain situations ending. And I think sometimes when, when this happens and I don't know why, and the best thing that I can do is, and I realize it's not always appropriate for me to necessarily ask questions of the other parties that are involved. Sometimes things just change very abruptly and people go about their business and people go on their journey along on their journey and uh, there's really nothing to talk about. And so I found too that, you know, you know, needing closure always in some ways has just been a way for me to continue to, as much as I'm telling myself, I'm trying to get closure uh, in some ways, it's just perpetuating the thoughts and the reactions that I'm having emotionally. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just part of being human. But I'm beginning to find that the less that I cling to other people, the less that I cling to things being a certain way. In other words, if I am in a place in my life where you know things have aligned themselves in such a way that I feel really great about it and it is feeding me or nourishing me, uh, I don't want to get overly fatalistic and just start, you know, and, because I realize that can be taken to an extreme too. I can get so wrapped up in my thoughts about how this is not going to last. You know, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. This is really feeding me or nourishing me, but there's no way something this good could last forever. And uh, no matter what the situation is, uh, and whether that's in my work life, personal life, you know, work in the community, whatever it is, but what I am beginning to see and appreciate is that if I can, the one thing that I can't, I can't control these things changing. I can't control, think, you know, doors suddenly closing, and they do. 
And I, I tried for a while. I tried, you know, doing the, the uh, you know, where I just, you know, I'm, the, whether the door is open or closed is irrelevant to me. It's like I, I don't even want to pay attention to that. And what I found was that was just really a distraction. That was just a kind of a diversionary tactic that I was just in denial about, you know, being – and the fact that I was trying to not pay attention to whether the door or was open or closed, whether anything really was going on at all – was really just a, a a way of deluding myself into thinking that I could somehow be this person who it didn't matter to me if the door was open or closed. It didn't matter if things were just beginning or ending, whatever it was. I, I kind of adopted the mindset that there's no sense in holding on to any of this because it's all going to change eventually. And when I look at ancient Buddhist philosophy, there is some truth to that. You know, life is fleeting. Life does change constantly. Uh, nothing really does tend to stay the same very long. And so there is, there is some wisdom in that. But at the same time, I know that I can take something that is true wisdom and utilize it as an excuse to never really, never really live fully. And what I'm finding is the only way for me to live fully and really is to open my heart. And if I open my heart, I am going to be vulnerable. I am going to feel whatever it is emotionally when doors close, when things don't work out the way that I had hoped with people or with projects or with whatever it is ultimately. It really comes down to it's really a matter of the heart. Is, is, and that, there again, that's just my perspective, and that's just the way that I'm experiencing this. But it's really so much about, and I'm finding that it is easier to, to be out in life, out in the world where it's all going on, and I can be what I refer to as mindful on my feet. I can go out and instead of being afraid to... Uh, you know, to to cultivate a friendship, to become more acquainted with someone, to get involved in some sort of endeavor with other people or a project that may or may not make it long term. I'm beginning to see that it doesn't really matter so much about the fact that it may not last because most more likely than not, even if it lasts for a while, at some point, things are going to change. And a lot of that is out of anybody's control. And it's not I really am finding that, you know, fault finding in of itself and, and, and expecting people, if I go into these new situations and new interactions with people with this mindset that eventually I'm going to get disappointed, eventually, you know, someone's going to turn on me, eventually someone's going to let me down, at some point people will lose interest in whatever it is that we're doing, uh, no matter what it really is. That that is also part of life, and I and I am so grateful to have learned about that also from uh, ancient Eastern philosophy. That there is this whole idea that in the in the universe itself there is both what's referred to as passion and dispassion. In other words, there are things are you know the, the things are created, and then at some point things no longer exist, and our interest in things can sometimes tend to wane. Over time, and so I realize that if my interest wanes, then certainly other people's do, other people's interest wanes as well. And so it's really not about who's right, who's wrong, you know, who has let you know the other person down. Uh, but I'm really finding that it's about just living life and becoming aware of when I am starting to think thoughts or identify as the person that is clinging to something needing it to continue, needing to prop that door open somehow and keep it from closing. And 
I'm also realizing that I just don't have to have all the answers on this. Sometimes the, I think that this is very mystical. There are just times when things suddenly shift. And that is always, I, I'm not, I don't want to say, I don't want to get into the belief that that's always the way it's going to be, but that is generally the way it's been. And just because that's the way it's been, I also don't want to get caught up in any beliefs about that. What I find is better for me from a mindfulness standpoint, from an emotional coping standpoint, is that I, the only thing that I can do to prevent myself from suffering needlessly, the only thing I can do to really buffet myself when the, the, the oceans are really choppy and when things are really cloudy and murky and, and things are suddenly changing, you know, doors are closing. But then I also remember other doors are opening. But I can't really see those doors opening if I am so caught up in, if I'm so busy being the person that's on the ship that is being tossed around in these very, you know, big waves and I'm, I'm losing my bearings, trying so hard to hold on. I'm not aware at all that at some point the storm will pass and that at some point the sun will come out again. And this is all metaf- metaphorical. But what I'm saying is that sometimes in some cases it might not be metaphorical. I may really actually be in the middle of a storm and get so caught up in my thoughts about it and, and worrying about will I survive it? Will I get through it? What, are, what is my life going to be like after this if something unfortunate happens? I begin to see that there is really a common theme running throughout this. And what I'm finding is that I can over time, and I'm not trying to, and it's in, and there again, the idea is not to self-improve myself out of this. It is not about trying to be someone different. It's really just about realizing that I, there's things I can't control. So if I just utilize and expend my energy on the, the few things that I can control and also open my heart to the things that I can't, and also to the people that I can't control as well. I can't control other people's behavior. And if other people move on and projects or relationships or whatever it is, uh, if, if, if it comes to a point where the interest has waned in that, then I just want to be able to be open to it without needing to be a victim. And also at the same time, I, I find, I, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this earlier this morning that in some cases I'm the person whose interest has waned. I'm the person who has found myself in a particular relationship with someone or I've had some sort of getting more acquainted or working with someone on some sort of endeavor that there's a lot of energy around and a lot of excitement around. And over time, my passion for that has waned and has subsided. And then I, I can find myself really on both ends of this. In other words, I can also be ridden with guilt and feeling like I don't want to let this person down. I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I know that it's time to close the door. I know that. But I don't want to do it because I'm projecting how I might feel if I'm the one who is on the other side of that door and the door is gently closed and someone you know kindly says goodbye. I realize in some cases the door closes and no one says goodbye, that there is no closure. And so the only way I can really control that is to just make my decisions, at least about my side of the street. I can keep, I can sweep my side of the street, so to speak. If I really feel that it's important to close the door, but also let someone know why I'm closing the door, then that's really something I can choose to do. But I can't get caught up in blaming other people or harboring resentment 
uh, towards people who maybe for one reason or another don't feel comfortable doing that. And what I'm finding is that it's all of my thoughts about, you know, what I'm feeling when I'm on either side of that door. But the fact is that I have at some point, I have, I have gone through that door one direction or the other, so to speak. And it's really about just being able to be okay no matter what happens when that door closes. And it's not that I'm trying to convince myself that other doors will open. What I find is that more doors are likely to open in the future if I am coping with how my life has changed in some way and that there has been constant change over the long term. And it's all of the thoughts about me thinking or thinking that I'm a victim or thinking that I've been put upon or thinking that I have been hurt. These are all just thoughts in my head. And instead, what I find is that if I can just gently hold on but not cling to other people or other things or other situations, much easier said than done. And I certainly don't do not. I do. I do not do this 100 percent of the time. And I doubt that I ever will. But there has been some there there has been an increase in my ability to do so in situations where I've been much less likely to in the past. And what I'm realizing right now is that it, 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 the opportunity here for me to practice self-love and self-care is very important right now. And I'm finding that, at least for me, I'm not speaking for anyone else, but for me, part of that self-care, part of that self-love is to do the one thing that I can do that really prevents me from suffering needlessly, uh, from carrying around, uh, you know, harboring resentment, you know, holding grudges against people, and continuing to project my whatever hurt it is that I'm carrying in my heart into new situations when new doors open, because then maybe I'm afraid really to open myself up and really give of myself in any sort of endeavors with other people, because I'm still, I haven't really resolved, I haven't really worked through the emotions and the hurt and pain that I have held on to. And in a lot of cases, I've done it unconsciously. I may not even realize that I'm doing it. But if I, I know that in, that in order for me to heal those things and not carry that around like heavy baggage, the only thing I can do is to be able to pay attention to my mind and see what my mind is thinking. It's almost like in a way the mind gives clues to what it is that we're clinging to. The mind offers us these tremendous opportunities to begin to really get that insight that we need into why we're reacting in ways that sometimes seem mysterious to us, that sometimes catch us off guard. Off guard, We don't know why we suddenly react a certain way. If we're able to calm our minds through some sort of meditative practice and really go inward and go inside and pay attention to our mind, we'll start to uncover clues that give us some idea of what it is that we're holding onto inside and that baggage that we're carrying around that gets really heavy. And it's an ongoing process. It's certainly not something, there's no magic fix for this or any magic bullet. Uh, it's just about really being as mindful as I possibly can be in each moment. And there's no, uh, uh, no striving for perfection because I know that as a human being, it's doubtful that I'm going to achieve that. But I can certainly say that I am suffering so much less when doors close, when things change, when whatever it is I've got going on with someone or other people comes to a close for whatever reason. And uh, I know that I'm much more likely to take responsibility for any part that I play in that 
if I'm going to just be able to be more objective and not looking to use that as a way to blame myself or beat myself up emotionally or feel less than. But it's really to be more, if, if anything, if I want to really discover uh, anything that I ha- have done that I that I wish that I wouldn't have, or other, and I, you notice I don't want to use the word shouldn't, because I don't really find that for me the should and shouldn't it doesn't really work. It just is a way to continue to judge myself harshly and blame myself for things. I want to take responsibility. I don't want to be trying to escape responsibility in any way, but I know that I'm more likely to hold myself accountable, and for me to take responsibility if I can treat myself with self-love and unconditional love and, and, and to be able to practice self-care. And practicing mindfulness is without a doubt been one of the most effective ways in which I can practice these things. And really, it allows me to continue to live life and not be afraid to, uh, to go out into the world, to not be afraid to trust other people, to not be afraid to be vulnerable. And with this world right now, in, with what's going on, with things changing so very quickly, with things being so incredibly unpredictable, there still is joy out there. There still is meaning out there. There still is, is, is and are good things that can, that can happen. But it's really a matter of bringing you know, the best self that I possibly can, not to try to turn this into some sort of competition uh, or any sort of self-improvement project, but just to be, to be more comfortable being who I am and going out in the world and being however I am, uh, however I find myself in any particular moment. That's really what it's been about for me.